Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And today it is Wednesday, August 26th. It's about uh, 5:30. We're doing a mock draft here on Fantasy Football Calculator. So I'm going to hop into a screen share here. It looks like the lobby's just about to start. So let me just get this fired up. And uh, we're, yeah, we're live today. So let me know if anyone's in the in the comments if they got questions. Uh, we this is the second pick. We're doing second pick PPR draft here, of course. Christian, Mc- oh, Al- what the heck? Alvin Kamara goes number one here, so this is a little bit interesting. Let me get this on the main screen here. Uh, so we see Alvin Kamara number one. We're just going to take Christian McCaffrey here. That shouldn't happen, but hey, if it does, uh, I mean, you're taking Christian McCaffrey at number two overall, so that's a huge, a huge deal there. So with fantasy, fantasy football calculator, it looks like we got one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, we got four, five or six people in here in the lobby, so that looks like we're going to get some good ADP bits here. Uh, but yeah, if you're in the second pick, your 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 decision is likely between. Well, let's just assume McCaffrey's not going to be there. This is an outlier situation. If McCaffrey's there, you you slam the the, the pick in really easily. Uh, but otherwise, your decision is going to be between Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, maybe Alvin Kamara. We see Kamara go number one on one here, which is a little interesting. But uh, if we look on my my rankings here. <clears throat> Uh, this is my my projection document on Google Sheets that you can access uh, in the link below in the Patreon. Uh, but I got McCaffrey, Barkley, uh, and then if you filter by PPR here, I actually have Michael Thomas as the third best value. Uh, but then you got Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott. These you're you're probably looking at running backs in the first four or five picks. Uh, so it could have went either way. If you're in the number two spot, you kind of just have to make a judgment call. Uh, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's probably in the best offensive situation. He's going to run. Uh, for almost 300 rushing attempts. Alvin Kamara is going to flirt with, you know, 80, 90 catches almost. And then Saquon Barkley too. He's he's probably the perfect combination of Zeke and Kamara. So I can't knock either guy. It's a preference call. Uh, if I ha- had to pick right now, I probably just would have taken Saquon Barkley just because I think he's the most fun to watch in the Giants. Uh, I mean, at the end of the season last year, Saquon Barkley, when he came back healthy, he was putting up um, some massive, massive numbers. So let's just take a look at Saquon's numbers real quick. <clears throat> so in a PPR format setting, he so he missed you know weeks five, six, uh, maybe week eleven was the buy. But when he came back, so he had these like low eight, nine point games. But I mean, look at the last three at the end of the season. I know he played Miami, Washington, and Philadelphia, but thirty, forty-four, and twenty. So pretty strong numbers here for McCaffrey or for Saquon Barkley. So he's my number two. Uh, I don't really think too much about it, but if you're in the top four, you know you're getting a really good running back. So go ahead and continue to draft those uh, situations. But uh, anyways, it looks like we're kind of moving around here into the the back end of the first round. So I'll recap: Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Clyde Edwards-Alaire at six, Derrick Henry seven, Michael Thomas number eight, Aaron Jones in the first round. That's interesting. Uh, Josh Jacobs in the first round, Joe Mixon, Devontae Adams, Kenyon Drake. Uh, so heavy running backs. It looks like we got 10 running backs off the board or 11 running backs off the board so far uh, as the second round starts. So uh, we're moving around here. <clears throat> and if you're in the, if you get the second overall pick, or really if you get basically this, the same kind of thinking is going to apply to, you know, picks one, two, and three. It just starts with, you know, who you take at the top. Uh, but I would love to catch a running back on the back end if one of those guys falls to us. Uh, but if there is no running back available, I, I love the receivers, uh, you know, rounds three, four, five, six, seven, even. And then there's another there's another area of receivers later. But I really think that 
uh, we could be seeing an opportunity to take a quarterback here or one of the best tight ends if one of those guys fall. So we'll take a look and see what's going on uh, when we go. But Miles Sanders, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb. So we're going to miss out on one of these running backs, uh, whether that's James Conner. You know, that's probably – James Conner is probably the last uh, elite running back that I have left. I know a lot of people are nervous about uh, his injuries and, you know, what he can do there. But I'm looking at Pittsburgh's offense as, as a pretty interesting piece uh, that we could take advantage of their depressed ADP right now. So if we go ahead and look at uh, best available here, it's showing me Travis Kelsey. It's showing me James Conner. So I'm going to, I'm going to, because I really want James Conner, I want him with one of these picks. I'm going to let pick number one here decide what to do. And I will take, uh, if he lets Kelsey or Lamar slide, I'll take one of those guys. But I'm just, I'm starting to push James Conner into the end of the second round. I think that's, something that I've seen a lot lately. Uh, And he takes Travis Kelsey and Chris Carson. So uh, like I said, I really like the receivers later in the rounds. And I I mean, I like Lamar Jackson. I I lock in the probably, it's it's either him or Mahomes for number one. Um, So we're just going to lock in Lamar Jackson. And we start Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, and Lamar. Uh, Again, we probably more likely have uh, our guy Saquon Barkley here. Um, But either way, we're, we're loaded up on two stud running backs. Uh, and then we get Lamar Jackson here. So this is kind of the area that I like to pull that trigger. Uh, we kind of missed on the two tight ends, which is fine. I still like uh, targeting Mark Andrews or Zach Ertz maybe in the third, in the fourth or fifth. But uh, at this point now, my attention is really going to focus over to the wide receivers. And uh, we might go on a little wide receiver run. And then we'll try to sprinkle in uh, a couple running backs along the way. So uh, let me just kind of recap here what's going on in the third round. So it started with Chris Carson, Lamar Jackson, and then Kenny Galladay, Adam Thielen, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Jonathan Taylor. So we're seeing a lot of third-round running backs. And I, the, the third round has not been a running back round for me. I, I think there's guys with more upside. I think I'd rather have a Mike Evans, Thielen, Galladay. Um, <clears throat> I definitely would take DJ Moore over these running backs. Uh, and then there comes some decisions, you know, whether Allen Robinson or Juju Smith-Schuster becomes a third-round pick. I think those are all open for debate. Uh, but anyways, we're, we got Odell Beckham now here going in the back. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson, DJ Moore. So these are these. This is where I think the value of the third and fourth round is. It's going to be these uh, high upside receivers. They kind of just keep going for days. So I'm hoping someone falls to us. Maybe it's Tyler Lockett. Maybe it's it's DK Metcalf, one of the Seahawks receivers. Or maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's DJ Chark or Terry McLaurin, one of these high upside kind of boom bust players. But uh, we'll see what happens there when we get there. Uh, but let's just take a look at my flex rankings real quick. So, I mean, we, we drafted Christian McCaffrey, but we'll probably have Saquon Barkley in real life. Uh, and then I got James Conner here as the 17th best available flex. Um, and I'll take a look here at the board here. Is there more picks coming in? Um so we really, we really, really want a receiver. It looks like Le'Veon Bell goes here. Um, I'm trying to just pinpoint. So we're going to be picking, I think this is the 47th pick overall. So we'll take a look around that range. Uh, but Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley. Uh, I'm kind of just looking down here at my receiver. So Terry McLaurin sticks out as my, I mean, A.J. Brown too. T- Terry and A.J. Brown are my 32nd and 33rd ranked flex players. Uh, Chark is up here, and so is Metcalf. Uh, where did Tyler Lockett go? Tyler Lockett's at 29. So Lockett's my best available player. So we're going to see if we can target him. And again, we're kind of just waiting on running back. I'm going to allow uh, the running backs to to approach me. I'm not going to be reaching for running backs. We got two of them locked in. 
any week that James Conner is healthy, he's going to be a top five running back. He starts off against the New York Giants week one. I have to look at the rest of his schedule. He might have a couple tough games uh, after that. But any week that Conner is healthy, we're going to be firing him up. So I'm going to stay true to my board. Tyler Lockett is available. And look at where, like, there's four picks, you know, here. We have to, so the guy's going to take two of these players, but I would take AJ Brown. I hope he takes Metcalf. We're going to take Lockett, but let's see if we can get AJ Brown or Tyler uh, or Terry McLaurin on the turnaround. So here's Lockett. And again, with Lockett as your number one is still so great. Uh, so AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Uh, go off the board, and for me, I'm just going to take Terry McLaurin. He's one of my favorite receivers. I think it's going to be uh, a high-volume season for him. Uh, if we just filter solely by uh, receivers on my document, you're going to see uh, Tyler Lockett right here at the, the 13th-ranked wide receiver, and then I got Terry McLaurin right here at 15th. Uh, I was high on A.J. Brown. I got him at 16, and I'm high on D.K. Metcalf at 21. Uh, so for now, we get two potential fringe wide receiver ones. Maybe one of them guys can crash the top 10. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I love everything about Tyler Lockett. I love everything about McLaurin. And again, I guess DJ Brown, DJ or AJ Brown and DJ Chark are both in that range for me. Um, so I'll kind of read off some of the names here in the fourth round. Uh, Mark Andrews, after we, we picked Devin Singletary, he's on, he's on my kind of no fly list. T.Y. Hilton, Ronald Jones. I was, I, we could have taken Ronald Jones there if we didn't have a running back, but I'm having a hard time taking Ronald Jones in the fifth round, uh, especially if Lockett, McLaurin, A.J. Brown, D.J. Chark, if those guys are available, I have a hard time uh, taking Ronald Jones over them. Um, so Jones, Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, Canton Akers. And now we're starting to see some of these, <clears throat> these rookie running backs come off the board. <clears throat> Raheem Mostert still available, Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Swift, James White, J.K. Dobbins. Um, there was some big news today. David Montgomery uh, running back for the Bears. It looks like he got hurt pretty bad. He did something to his groin. They're going to be doing some MRI testing this week, uh, but it didn't look good. Uh, he was in obvious pain right away, and it looks like uh, he's probably going to be on the shelf for at least two, three work, like weeks at best. But uh, we'll wait and see what that MRI tells us. But there's an opportunity now where, where the Bears make a move for a running back, whether that's Devontae Freeman, or maybe they make a trade, whether it's Royce Freeman, Marlon Mack, uh, Gus Edwards. Those are some possibilities. Uh, but interesting to see what the Bears are going to do. We're probably going to target Tariq Cohen in this draft. And I think I'm going to tell people Tariq Cohen is going to be a potential league winner in PPR leagues this year. I'm a huge Tariq Cohen fan. If David Montgomery's already hurt now, I don't like that. I'm not touching David Montgomery, and we haven't been all season. Uh, but let's kind of recap what we got going on here. So Cam Akers was the last guy we left off on. Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift, quarterbacks Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman. I, I like, I'm coming on to Julian Edelman in the sixth and seventh round. Uh, Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton. So at this point, we are really well balanced. We got two stud running backs, two really good wide receivers with wide receiver one upside, and then we got Lamar. So uh, we could use a tight end, but after, if I don't get Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, or Ertz, I'm completely punting at the position. We'll get to some, some sleeper tight ends down the road. Uh, but then we got Marquise Brown, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, Deshaun Watson, all those guys come off the board. Uh, I'm going to go ahead here and slam Michael Gallup in here. Uh, I haven't been drafting Mari Cooper in the third because you can get uh, Michael Gallup back here. And those those guys had basically the same stats. Uh, so there's some running backs that I really like here. James White, J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins might be one of those guys that could be a league winner. Uh, but again, I have a hard time taking Dobbins over established players like Michael Gallup, 
And my favorite receiver to pick in the seventh round right now is Tyler Boyd. This would be like my, this is a really sick draft right now because we, we're not moving Christian McCaffrey uh, any week. He's, he's locked in as our RB1. It's going to be Saquon Barkley there. Let's, I keep forgetting that. So he's locked into our RB1 role. He only moves for the bye week. And then James Conner, again, people are going to question his health. But any week that Conner's healthy, he's going to be plugged into our RB2 spot. Lamar Jackson, he ain't going anywhere. And then now we got four wide receivers. So Lockett, McLaurin, Gallup, and Boyd. These guys are going to probably fill our – I don't know. It depends on your league setup. Uh, but I in my in my most common league, I start two wide receivers, and then you like most leagues have the one flex. Um, but for me, I actually have two flexes in my most important league. So these guys would all be starting for me still. Uh, so you can start four receivers, or you could start four running backs. So really, you got to kind of know your strategy of your league and how your roster settings are and kind of go from there. But I'm super high on all these receivers. If we look at where I have these guys ranked in my rankings, we got Lockett 13, McLaurin 15, uh, Metcalf, uh, Michael Gallup uh, 22, and then Tyler Boyd's 27. So he's our fourth receiver, and I got him as a top 30 guy. So I'm feeling really confident there, and those guys are all going to mesh well. Uh, I think Tyler Boyd is kind of the PPR guy that holds the glue together. And then we got, I mean, these guys are more best ball receivers, Lockett, McLaurin, and Gallup. But there's a really strong chance that one or two of those guys pop off for a really big game each week. And then the other guys kind of just form like a really solid duo or a, I guess a committee. And we'll kind of see how they, you know, both, like, I don't know, they're just going to stick together uh, and trade off big weeks and hopefully have some high floors mixed in. So we're moving around here into the eighth round. James White, Evan Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Will Fuller, Matt Ryan, A.J. Green, Antonio Gibson, Tom Brady, Hayden Hurst, and Jordan Howard. Those guys clear the seventh round. Start of the eighth round, Marlon Mack, Debo Samuel, C.D. Lamb, Philip Lindsay, Zach Moss, Matt Burita. We missed on Tariq Cohen. That would have been nice. So that's what we were gambling for. Uh, Tyler Higby, Aaron Rodgers, and Jarvis Landry. Let's just, we got 30 seconds here. I'm not interested in the tight ends. Is there a running back here that sticks out to me? Not really. We might be able to punt here and grab one more wide receiver. I'm kind of into Brandon Cooks right now. I did like Deontay Johnson, but he hasn't been practicing. Um, and then for running back situation, I'm not really sold on any of these running backs. Carryon Johnson might be a nice piece for the bench. Uh, but I guess for now, we will take um, Chase Edmonds as a handcuff too. So I'm just going to take a guy that I feel like can compete, and that's going to be Brandon Cooks. I'm a little bit nervous about how the Houston receivers are going to shape up this year. But I feel really good about Brandon Cooks, especially in the eighth round. I feel great about that. So I'm kind of just reading the value of the board here. And again, I'm not really seeing a running back that I want. I think I can I can hang in and you know get like a guy like Boston Scott on the bench, Naheem Hines, uh, some of these PPR guys that I think could be useful for us. So for me, I don't mind continuing to draft depth here, whether that's Deontay Johnson. Uh, Christian Kirk might be nice. We didn't get a piece of – yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to take Christian Kirk here. I really – been, I've been coming on to Christian Kirk the last couple of weeks. I think I'm going to have to go back and kind of up his projections a little bit because I'm just um, I'm just going back and watching some highlights and some tape of Christian Kirk last year. And then now that they got DeAndre Hopkins there, Kirk's going to be getting some solo coverage and, and teams are going to be kind of, you know, more focused on Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. But Christian Kirk, year two, 108 targets, 68 catches, 709 yards. It's kind of a low yards per catch and three touchdowns, but he does get some rushing attempts, which is cool. Um, but you look at his game logs, and yeah, there's a couple of games where you don't like it, but for the most part, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So eight of his 13 games, he's over double digits. You know, he had an 8.4, an 8.3, uh, 
those games are salvageable. I mean, hopefully that's his floor this year. So I'm seeing a range, you know, of eight to 17 points uh, being a decent week for him. And we basically just loaded up our wide receiver room. We just took six straight wide receivers. So this is like basically a zero wide receiver strategy, you know, just taking running backs and a tight end or a quarterback up here. Uh, but it's like I said, I really like even like rounds three through nine, you can get really good wide receivers here. So now we're probably, uh, we don't, we really don't need to even draft another wide receiver. We might snag one late if I like some of the value there, but now we can kind of pivot and look into uh, getting our starting tight end. We can look into, we don't need a backup quarterback. Maybe we'll take one with our last pick if we want, but really now we're just looking for running backs and tight ends. And if there is any kind of crazy value, at the wide receiver position, I guess we can reel those guys in because we know McCaffrey's not moving anywhere from the lineup except on a bye week. Uh, and, and if James Conner stays healthy, he's not moving anywhere from the RB2 spot. So this guy that we take next with our running back is hopefully a guy that we only need on bye weeks and maybe you know a week or two at the most for any kind of you know not so serious injury. So I'm trying to be optimistic here. I like Boston Scott, especially as a PPR back. I like Naheem Hines. I like Duke Johnson. All these guys are going to catch passes. And worst case scenario, like they can get you, you know, four catches for whether it's like 42 yards. And if you take an 8.2 on a, on a bye week for some of these guys, it's not terrible. So Boston Scott, Naheem Hines, Duke Johnson, these are the PPR backs we're looking for. I really don't like taking handcuffs. I look for more of these guys like Tariq Cohen, Matt Breida. Uh, Zach Moss is not really a handcuff to me, but Chase Edmonds might have some value too. Uh, but anyways, we're into the 10th round here. Let's just take a look at our tight ends real quick. I'm not sold on any of these guys yet. We're going to probably wait a little bit. So let's go ahead here and just snag uh, our guy, Boston Scott. So he's our third running back. We'll kind of look at his numbers in a bit. Uh, and then we're up to pick again right away. So Hunter Henry, best tight end available. We could take a defense if we were feeling that. Uh, but I'm not really seeing too much value here. Maybe we look at the tight ends group. Uh, again, I'm not really seeing tight end value either. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead here and take... Naheem Hines, because I think I, I'm i really into confident, you know, draft picks. I want to take a guy that I know has a role. Naheem Hines is going to catch passes. He's got Philip Rivers there. We've all seen what Austin Eckler, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, Danny Woodhead, all these guys have benefited from Philip Rivers being a quarterback. So I'm feeling pretty good about the pass catching uh, role in, in, in Indianapolis. And it sounds like just from reading like notes on the camp of the Colts, like Philip Rivers is basically – almost half of his throws are to running backs and tight ends in the short area of the passing game. So uh, Naheem Hines is definitely going to be someone to keep an eye on in PPR leagues and a guy that I think I'm probably going to start uh, targeting a little bit more aggressively as we get closer to the season. Um, so we're moving on into the 12th round. I think this is a 15 round uh, mock draft. We, we could take a defense. We could add some other players here and there. Uh, but again, I just like adding depth pieces. We just locked in two uh, solid running backs in PPR format. We'll see if we can get maybe one more. I still like Duke Johnson, uh, but this might be the chance that we can get to to snagging two tight ends. Uh, we might even wait a little bit and, and target Blake Jarwin, Johnny Smith, Chris Herndon, like all three of these tight ends. I love these tight ends. If we can get two of those guys, I'd feel really good. Um, I'm going to be on a podcast tomorrow morning with uh, footballguys.com's Sigmund Bloom. We're probably going to be talking a lot about you know, these three tight ends, I think for sure, but uh, there's going to be a lot of good discussion on roster construction and how he, how he likes to uh, navigate through the draft, you know, setting up a strategy that, uh, you know, he finds that there's value in certain rounds and certain situations or positions. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead here and I mean, the tight ends are, are they're pretty, pretty good right here. 
but I'm gonna go ahead here and take, we're gonna take Jonu Smith. Um, I, I like his upside because I think he could be the second leading receiver in Tennessee. Uh, the other guys don't really have that upside. And then we're going to take Chris Herndon because he also has the opportunity to be second on that team in targets. Um, he should be able to, I mean, I think Jamison Crowder, Crowder is going to be the leading target guy in the Jets offense, but Chris Herndon has some massive potential. He's really probably going to be competing with Le'Veon Bell. We look at all the receivers that are there. Brashad Perriman's a little bit dinked up right now. Rookie Denzel Mims. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty in the Jets offense. So I think Chris Herndon is going to be moving up my draft boards. I'm going to have to edit my projections a little bit. And I think I'm probably going to have to have him uh, flirting with the, the tight end ones because I think his his movement lately has been pretty strong. Uh, so we have two more picks left to make. If we can get Duke Johnson and Blake Jarwin, I feel really good about that. Uh, but we'll kind of just recap off the top here. We started with, I'm going to call it Saquon Barkley and James Conner. We had the 102, so it's going to be Barkley. And then we wrapped in James Conner as our RB2. So hopefully he can he can hang in there and get us, you know, a full season. If not, I think it's it's still a high quality pick that when he's healthy, he's going to be fine. He did bulk up this season a little bit and he looks stronger. He's also in a contract year. I know a lot, not a lot of people are talking about that, uh, but that really interests me because he's playing, you know, for the first big contract of his career. Uh, and then we got Lamar Jackson locking down the quarterback position. Um, but our, our receiver position group here is really strong and really deep. We got Tyler Lockett, Terry McLaurin, Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, Christian Kirk. We're going to have some tough decisions here. It looks like week eight, we got some buys. Um, so we might have to maybe even take one more receiver here. Um, but uh, then we come back with Boston Scott and Naheem Hines to kind of pepper in uh, some PPR scat backs, you know, on bye weeks or situations that uh, we can potentially use as a flex even if the scenario looks good. Uh, but it looks like kickers and defenses are going here. So this is technically where you would 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 take one of those guys. I'm just going to take Blake Jarwin here because I love that dude. I think he's going to have a good season. And then uh, we're going to take – we're going to – I think I'm going to start pumping up LaVisca Chenault as your end game uh, player to hold on to this year. He's a, he's a rookie receiver for Jacksonville, and the camp reports just look so good with LaVisca Chenault right now. Uh, if you go to Twitter and just kind of Google what LaVisca is doing – uh, think about the competition there. You know, DJ Chark is pretty much implanted as the wide receiver one there. Uh, but then D.D. Westbrook, he's kind of just like a, a an unexciting slot receiver. Uh, I get it. But, I mean, you look at what, what LaVisca Chenault here doing off the line to get past receivers. That's a Devontae Adams type move uh, with the footwork and the body control. He almost looks like a DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, type of receiver there. So, again, we'll watch it one more time. This. So you see that he makes the move and then he makes the move back outside. He gets the release and he's able to kind of just stack the receiver and get the ball uh, cupped right into his bread basket. So uh, I'm a big fan of LaVisca Chenault. Hopefully you got him in dynasty leagues, but uh, yeah, this was a quick video for today. Uh, I hope you liked it and learned some things. If you are not subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. Again, I'm going to be doing a, a bunch of podcasts and live videos uh, every day, the rest of the week until, not the rest of the week, but up until Labor Day, I think Labor Day weekend, September 4th, that'll probably be my last video. And then I'll be busy, you know, doing some drafts and some other things that weekend. But uh, yeah, lots of content coming. So I just want to thank you for your time. Don't forget to like, leave a comment. And uh, thank you so much. We'll see you in another video. Peace.